whoever said that I'm full, so that means I don't have to hear anymore right now. Whoever said that it's okay to take breaks in between receiving a fresh revelation. Whoever said that as long as we heard something that that's going to carry us into the next part of our lives, the next phase of our lives, the next realm that we are trying to accelerate on. So if I take a break, what happens in between me waiting to the next time? Nothing. Whoever said that's okay. Whoever said that, you know what? I had enough. I'm good right now. I'm hearing, I'm encountering, I'm speaking, I'm teaching, I'm listening. I'm good right now. Whoever said that being full is okay without overflowing? Whoever said that the word is just for us to receive and not spread what we receive due to impartation, impacting in people's lives for us to receive more, to release more? Whoever said that's not okay to not do that? You know who said that? Our flesh. Our flesh says we want more, but we don't feel up to really giving more, to get more. I'll give you more of what I want to give in order to receive all that you have to give. Mm. We have to really discipline ourselves. Whoever said it's not that serious. Whoever came up with the term Jesus freak. Whoever came up with the term holier than thou. Nothing but the flesh. I realize that all the day long to God means all the day long to God. I realize that a worshiper, that is a lifestyle. A lifestyle means every second that I breathe, all the glory and honor belongs to him no matter what I do. Not forgetting his teachings, not forgetting his goodness, not forgetting his majesty, not forgetting his sovereignty, not forgetting his divine will and purpose for my life. Not forgetting yours either. Not forgetting that this is not a permanent place. Not forgetting that the earth will wither away. Not forgetting that we come from a permanent place. Not forgetting that we go back home. Not forgetting that I'm on an assignment. Not forget, I am an ambassador. That is my assignment. Whoever said that it wasn't? The flesh. How can my flesh tell me anything when it should wither away? And my spirit, man, is supposed to overrule for its everlasting. It's like straight up boot camp, but in a Holy Ghost sanctified way. Just like being drafted to go to the military. And we go through the training. Many people are like, I'm not cut out for this. That's it for me. I just want what I want. I want enough to say it's okay for me. I know how to fill up my own cup and say it's enough. Whole time, not even touching the realm. Not even pulled into it at all. Why so many dying and don't have to? Why so many crying and don't have to? 
while we have all the answers and spread them amongst each other and not other people who don't know. Never heard. How can I impart in you and I don't evaluate myself? Whoever said that was okay? Whoever said to give the word without the fruits of the spirit? Whoever said that? The flesh. Whoever said, okay, not right now, I'll do it later. Let me do this first. Something that I want for my fleshly entertainment. Who said that's okay? And still breathing the life and the breath of God within? That encounter that we always have with God, where the Holy Ghost is freely moving and we're just all on the floor or doing whatever and we know, oh, that's a powerful encounter. Do you know that happens all the day long in the kingdom? It's not for us to receive every once in a while. I notice it's about a measure without limit. What you want from God, that's what you get. Your hunger go according to how much you eat. And you be quenched with your thirst how much you drink. Knowing that you're eating and supping and drinking at his table. Cannot take communion unworthily. That wafer and that cup of juice is not just to say, I'm okay now. No, it's so much more than just that. That's just a symbol. It teaches us spending time with God and reading what to do. Reading the book of Judges to really gain God's perspective why he has chosen Judges. To gain the Israelites' possession back. And that's our heritage. Forget seven continents. You're a citizen of the kingdom. That's your heritage. We know too much about everything else other than what we really need to know. Our spiritual heritage. Not no Johnson's family. Not no Hood's family. On no tree with grandma, great grandma, granddad. And that's great, but it's so much bigger than that. How about a family tree of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? We come from them. There's nothing on TV outside of that that's more important than that to me. Neither is it to you. We're supposed to be passionate. We're supposed to talk with might. Supposed to exercise zeal. Because other religions, they're talking back. It makes no sense that two nations from one place are at war from a holy line that we read about continuously. It was so crazy is that Israel, the one called the war. That's like trying to give a tic-tac to a whale to freshen his breath. Does it make sense? Go call a war and know you're not equipped because you're thinking about the allies that you have in other nations to help you fight for something that you called on yourself? 
and you and the Palestinians were at one at first? It wasn't no Afghanistan. It wasn't no Iraqis. It wasn't all of that. It was all one nation. Now there are seven continents. There weren't always seven. They're spreading out more and more every day. The Palestinians are the one who named the nation Israel after Jacob. You mean to tell me you're going to war with Israel now and you are one and you're the ones who serve and worship and praise God? What's going on? It's like two best friends became the worst enemies of them all. And all come from God. And we pray and cry that they have peace. Peace is already still. Many suffer because of lack of knowledge. You forgot, we forget a lot of times how to be, how to think, what to say due to where we come from. Too many distractions around that we began to allow ourselves to partake. It makes no sense. It's an embarrassment. It's an abomination to God. And guess what? Israel means God in so many ways. But one great meaning today is that God always perseveres. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Because it makes no sense. That's like two siblings fighting for nothing. That's exactly what that war in Israel looked like. Family fighting for nothing. Gonna call on the war because you have all these allies in other countries to help you. But the one who called the war is hidden very greatly and not even touched a finger on his head. And many are dying because of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So call America to come with you and all the allies of America come alongside with you for something that you caused yourself. Now, many families are being, you understand, separated because of it. Because now members are going as militants and not coming back home. When you're a holy line and you know better than that. So that's why God have us to not take any breaks. We can't afford any. It's not getting worse. It's actually getting better. Have to find God in everything. He's found as the opposite to what the natural of everything appears to be. To find God, see the opposite of what you naturally see. For an example, I can have a vehicle and pray to God for something bigger. How about... I'd be glad that he's going to give me something bigger when he know I need it and be glad for what I have because there's somebody out here who's walking around and making sure things still go, go down that needs to go down. How about us have a roof over our head and we asking God for another place and that's so great, but be grateful. And when we be grateful, there goes the breakthrough. There goes the more. We just so happen to just... Excuse and dismiss what we really have that people are really seeking and begging and crying out to God for. There are many who even had no one to even call to even live somewhere else. Many are in the woods because that's their only option right now. Many are in the bathroom commode just living there. Many drink toilet water for a living. And we cry out to God for a different place of more space. You think he's not going to expand? It's kingdom expansion. But it comes with you knowing that the beauty of grace. 
and exercising our faith by being grateful for where we are and not keep trying to skip where we are to receive where we're going. We hear about the children of Israel, how they complained in the wilderness, how they complained in Jericho, how they complained when they took out the Canaanites, the Hethites, the Jebusites, the Jebusites, all of that. Zebulon let them stay. Isaac let them stay. Manasseh, Ephraim let them stay. And God said, take over the entire lot. So you disobeyed. So now you will become their slaves. And we think about all of that as we read today. And guess what? It may not be the same situation, but rebellion is rebellion. Disobedience is disobedience. They may have a false god named Akron and all of that, but many of us have a false god called iPhone, a false god called TV, a false god called Not Now, a false god called Get Out My Face, a false god called Unforgiveness. A false God called bitter lust, greed. Lying, manipulation, debation, hesitation, procrastination. No edification, so there's no glorification type of God, falsely. They may have cried out to God, I don't want any more of this bread. They go disrespect and many of us probably say, I don't want to live here anymore. I don't want to live here anymore. I don't like this neighborhood. I don't like this bread, they said. I'm sick of this meat, God. This water is bitter. It's nasty. Many of us say this neighborhood is trifling. I hate this job. What they did, we doing today, but just in different ways due to a different generation and different things taking place as the modern time goes on. But complaining is still complaining. Like God giving them judges to help them. And what they do, still deny the help. After they help them conquer, you know, their enemies and gain their possessions back. And they still worship false gods. Why? Because the teachings that left after Joshua, they start fading away. And the generations after them had no idea, no relations, no relationship with God, period. And God still held them accountable for what their ancestors knew before they even found out that they don't even know who God is. Just like God is letting us know his, he's not a man, he should lie. Whether you are aware of who he is or not, you're still going to be held accountable because you should seek guidance. Because God is with us all. We all encounter him daily, whether we hear, teach, preach, pray, or whatever. He's with us all. So who are any of us not to have an opportunity to look within just to seek a higher source? It doesn't make sense. There are no excuses for nobody. Whether you are Christian or not, whether you go to church or not, whether you sin or not, you're still held accountable for who he is because of who you are and you exist here. They reap the they reap the rep, they reap the repercussions, not even having a relationship, not even aware of who God is. But don't ever think that God's words, God's encounters, God's deeds. Are wiped away completely when no one knows nothing. There's always something to grasp. Those are nothing but excuses we give God. I'm tired. Marco, 
I don't feel like it. I hate this job. Like they said, I hate the wilderness. It's just complaints are being repeated to the same God every day. I want more money. There are some people who don't even have no coins. There are some people don't even have a penny and we're complaining about wanting more. Can't be ungrateful because that's going to rob us of receiving more. I don't want to exercise. I don't want to, you know, sit and relax. And I don't want to just calm down. And I don't want to. Many of us want to be victimized just to have an excuse for people to baby us. I don't want to get a job. I want to beg for a living. And you know what's so amazing? The king, Belkan, you know what's so amazing about that? Is that he was captured. Belkan was captured. And the tribe of Judah, along with Simeon, cut off his big toes and his thumbs. Cut his fingers off and his big toe. And what he said is, I have done the same thing to 70 men and had them to eat the scraps under my table. And God has remembered that and brought that back unto me. What's amazing about that is in the book of Judges, he said, I have cut their hands in their toes and I had them to eat crumbs that fell from my table. Isn't that a prophecy? Isn't that a prophecy that a woman went to Christ and said the same thing? Whoa. See how amazing the Bible is? She repeated to Christ what King Balcon said. He said, it's not, it's not good to take food from the kids and feed it to the dogs. And her comeback was a prophecy that happened in Judges because God sent Judges to help those in need to spare his children. And she looked at the ultimate sacrifice because Judges were their sacrifice and she looked at the ultimate sacrifice in his face and reminded him on the word of God. Yeah, don't forget, oh, I know about the scripts and scrolls. Because even the dogs eat the crumbs that falls from the master's table. Whoa, that happened in Judges. And that's why Christ said, your faith, because you know the word. Like they're going to try to come for Christ. You shouldn't be doing labor on the Sabbath. They're trying to tell him that he's committing, you know, against God's law. Because God said, you know, rest on the seventh day. Don't do any labor. And he said, okay, you want to come for me with this one? How about this one? You don't even obey your parents. Mm. You're not even going to live long. Because God says, so shall your days be long when you honor your father and mother. You don't even call your mother and father. You don't, and I mean not call, but you don't even see them because they have phones back then. But you don't even honor them. You don't even know them. And guess what? 
He wasn't just talking about their natural parents. You don't even honor your ancestors. <laughs> you don't even honor Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You don't even honor nobody who you carrying around in your scripts and scrolls in your pocket. Because all of them honor me. You're not even honoring me. You don't even honor your father. You don't even honor God. Because you don't even honor me. Father, I want more space. There are some people that don't have no space. Father, I hate my life. There are some people who don't even want to live anymore. I want a bigger house. There are some who don't even have an efficiency. Some live in their car. You know what's so amazing? How someone can live in their car. We don't even know it. And they come to church. They do missionary work. We don't know how everybody living. Because a person who's going through transition not going to parade their condition. Just like Christ. He hid himself from glory because it wasn't yet his time to be glorified. It's not bragging. It's not victimizing. Not crying out for attention. Wouldn't go outside with a sign that say, I need some help. Knowing that your help come from God. A person that walked with God wouldn't even have you to know what they're going through. Because they know where they help come from. It's not us. It's him. So why am I even looking to you? You understand? There are people who do so much more than us. and has so much less than us. I'll never forget in Asia. They walk about three to four or five miles. Just to. Just to. Go to church for about 30 minutes. Feet bleeding and everything. And they still leaping for joy. We have vehicles. We have homes. Can't come in. Can't tune in. It's like the Israelites. I'm feeding you water. I'm feeding you food. I'm giving you meat. I'm giving you shelter. I brought you out of Egypt. 400 years of slavery, bring it to a promised land full of milk and honey, and all you guys doing is complaining. And every time you complain, I spare you. You worship false gods, and I prepare judges for you to help you, and you still deny the judges. <sighs> and then in the book of Numbers, they're complaining about the bread. We don't want no more of this. It's disgusting now. There goes fire serpents. And many of them were dead due to it. And the ones who weren't dead, they were just bitten by them. They cried out. Spare us, spare us, please. Please spare us. And what did God do? Go and get the rod shaped as a serpent out of copper and pointed to their direction and as they look they will be spared their lives and their wounds will be healed even after they made a golden calf God made an ark of covenant and we read about what they have done like even in the New Testament Peter come on now you're drowning use your faith how many times I'll faithful you don't have to be walking on water. 
It could be a bill. Father, where are you? Lights got cut off. I thought you said you were going to help me, God. My car just broke down for real, God. Now, how am I going to church? Now, I'm going to do what you want me to do now. Come on, someone. How many times God wakes us up in the middle of the night? Why do you think he does that? Just to watch us get up and go back down? He wants to commune with us. How many of us actually get up from the one who woke us up? Who always waking us? Or turn back over? Or get on the phone? Or go get something to drink out the fridge? Do everything other than acknowledge him. How can we spend just five minutes to pray and like two hours watching a movie? Woo, moko! It's not to feel bad. It's words from the kingdom of God to keep us where we need to be kept in right standing. I'm no different than any other messenger that you have read about. God is still the same. But the thing is, that's heavy hearted when it comes to all of us, including myself. Sometimes you have to repeat the same old things all the time. So how can we see him move in such a mighty way if you have to keep doing what he said before now? In order to go in the future, you have to be glad for the present. In order to receive the present, let go of the past. Hallelujah. Let's enjoy this encounter before I get off of here. Because I realized, I really realized that when we read, the same deeds are being repeated when it comes to being ungrateful. And it's not to say I want more or receive it more. That's coming. But when we listen to what we're saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So why are my requests coming from places of wanting things? So what is God saying to me as Christ is my shepherd? I don't have any wants that eliminate my needs because he takes great care of me. Take no thought for tomorrow. So I'm thinking a lot about tomorrow by asking God something that I know it takes more than a day to do. Whoa. So how about I live each moment by moment and that's faith to faith. How much more God is going to grant us everything that he has placed in us to grab. He don't need us to remind him or how to be a father, how to be a provider, a way maker. Because no matter how much we try to remind him without reminding him. He already finished everything we can ever ask him.
Now I want you to see what does it look like to finish eternity? Can you even draw that on, on a paper? On a picture, a portrait of that? Can you even write a poem about that? To describe that in detail? What does, what does finish in all eternity even looks like? Because that's what he has done. Everything that can ever happen forever has been done already. That means it never stops. And that's already been finished, but never stops? Unlimited everything has already been finished? Whoa. I could talk forever and it's still finished. And you know what's so amazing taking up higher? Everything that's already finished due to even him creating new things all day long. Jesus. A creator who creates new things every day in all eternity is still finished. My God. Whoa. So it, it kind of has us to really lower ourselves, to bow down before him, to know who he is, to thank him for what he done and what he does that's already finished. How can I complain about food that I have? There are people who are eating other people for a living. We have gas, wheels, cars good, no engine light on, and we just keep pressing God for something more that he already going to give when somebody is seeking God to have what you got. I'm sick of this three-bedroom house. Some trying to become a homeowner now. These kids get on my nerves. There are some right now who told they can't have any. They about to adopt. You know, every day somebody steals a baby and these organizations, they steal babies and sell them. For quarter millions of dollars, they sell them for a lot. Way more than 10,000, way more than 500,000. Why? Because they see it as you have this baby for a lifetime. And some families are just that desperate to have a kid. Because a lot of marriages think that a kid going to bring them closer. Now you know where all you need is to get closer to God. You think God going to shut your womb and create me to give birth and have children coming out of mine? He is the respect of a person. Do you see how significant it is to spread the gospel? Because some just don't know. Some don't understand. Some are angry at God and some can't stand him. How come he spared you and didn't spare my loved one? Even when we testify. And we say things like, well, I was in a car wreck and God spared me. Oh, my brother died. How come him and not you? No offense. Oh, COVID. Oh, you got through COVID? Not my grandmother. Oh, okay. Oh, you a cancer survivor? Not my relative. <laughs> okay. So what you trying to say, God? You don't, you don't care about my family? How come I'm still hungry? And people eating who don't even care about food. 
Look at the celebrities, God. They have all the things that they want and all the money and all the clothes, all the publicity, all the fame, all the fortune, and yet they don't even serve you. And look at me serving you and I have nothing, God. Come on. That's why it's so important to spread what? Good news. Nobody wants to hear about bad news. So why are we saying bad things about a good God? It's like, whatever, laugh at me in public because you're going to need the same God I need. And in fact, the way you breathe came from the same God I serve that calls you to breathe. It's about promoting God, not promoting me, not promoting no marriage, not promoting no vehicle, not promoting no body, not promoting no clothes, no money. Promoting the blood. Now visionize blood just being poured out on us. We're all standing in the earth and blood just start falling on us like bread did. And many of us are still asked, what is it? Ooh, God. We have to really get to know God. And how we get to know him by reading about him. It teaches us how not to be rebellious, how not to be disobedient. Because when you hear about his love concerning their disobedience, we think about our disobedience and cut that mess out. We hear how good he is towards them and he's still the same towards us. Why do I want to go against him? Why do I want to, you know, be negative? Why do I want to be greedy? Instead of being grateful. You understand? How many think they're broke in the body of Christ? How many think that they don't have? How many think that they're sick in the body of Christ? How many of us say... We have Alzheimer's, we have arthritis, we have allergies, and the body of Christ. I notice every single one of us experience some type of symptom in our body, whether it's seasonal, terminal, doesn't matter. That's a perfect opportunity to keep denying that crap. Not just denying and denying and it keep coming and then we just start to accept after five attempts, we just, okay, forget it. It's here. No, it's, okay, okay, okay. It's not here. I don't take my sound off a of notification anymore because people say they can't get through. And I don't know how they can't, but I just, I don't want to chance that. Anything can happen to anybody. If I'm not around, I'm going to feel some type of way. So can you please excuse the sound? Because I'm not getting messages for no vacation, even though they are great. I'm not getting no messages for any of that. These are notifications about helping. Like we all doing. But I understand my purpose much more. And I see why the devil keeps trying to come for me. Trying to keep me not being sober to watch 
trying to keep me, you know, distracted by so many things because you know I can see every round at once. And he don't want me to. See, without we thinking that the devil tried to throw weaknesses at us. No, he tried to throw our strengths at us. Because if he can attack us in the area of our strength, psh, we really fail to be destroyed. See, my strength was a man. Didn't care about that. And I was deceived greatly by the same thing that I was strong in. Just like you understand. Solomon. His only desire to God was to know the difference between good and evil. And yet, down the line, was the one who married the most women, period. Yes, indeedy. And he one had the most wives and concubines of them all. One thousand. What can one man do with a thousand women? And there goes Proverbs. <laughs> and there goes the song is out. <laughs> and you can feel how Solomon was venting. How he was talking about women. How he felt due to the ones who were just being so lustful that caught him in a snare. Just like Sansom and Delilah. Hallelujah. So today, it's like I broke down and cried when we just encounter God and read about the things that we know we shouldn't do. And we look at what we say we wouldn't do and realize it might not be the same type of way, but unbelief is unbelief. Rebellion is rebellion because disobedience is disobedience. Lack of faith means lack of faith, whether it's for food or vehicle. Doesn't mean, doesn't matter. Doesn't mean any different to God. How can we want to do anything more than spend time with him? And many of us don't even talk to him. I had the most strangest dream last night. God had me in a line with animals. And they wouldn't leave. They go, the bird. The bird is there. Oh, God. Hey, guys. This bird knows my dominion. <laughs> and this bird wants to communicate every morning to say hello. There he is. Listen. He's very talkative today. Hey. Oh, don't get quiet now. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. I have to go. Good morning. You know what's so amazing? What's so amazing is that I was in this dream, guys, and that dream got me. I was, okay, bird. I was next to a tiger. And she was giving birth. And I was like, get away from me. I'm scared. She might try to attack me. But she was lying next to me to comfort her. That big old thing, that tiger was huge. But that tiger was nothing but a soft, fluffy animal who needed me. And when she opened up her legs, I said, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I seen the blood. No, 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 God. I don't want to see that. 
And she pushed out a little small cup. And I, it was so beautiful. I was like, oh. And she was looking like, why are you scared of me? Why are you scared of me? That bird, come on now. Why are you scared of me? Let me tell you, when the animals had to exit out, when Adam and Eve exit out, the Garden of Eden, because they didn't stay, they wouldn't be in the earth today if they did. <laughs> Down the line, we stopped fellowshipping with them. We stopped talking to them. We stopped being around them. We start excluding them. And they start roaming around the earth different ways. Generations upon generations, fossils and everything. They don't know us. How can a shark know you and I? We don't go in the water to fellowship. And that's why God having so many videos be broadcast how people are fellowshipping with lions and people going scuba diving, you know, playing and, you know, being around sharks and whales and dolphins, snakes and reptiles and deers, birds. There's a man who got three lions for a pet and they all over. He had them as cubs. All right. You understand? So what happened is, is that many of us, we just stopped being around them and God is bringing that back where we engage once again with animals. You understand? It's like I go to a wild bear. They don't know who I am until I exercise my authority without being afraid. But who's going to go out there and do that? <laughs> you understand? You know, and I just thank God that he's bringing that back because they don't know us. Do we, do we go out there in, in the valley and look for bears and, and, and grow up with them and play with them? No, we don't. Do we have bears in the city? No, we don't. Many of us are afraid of them because that tiger said to me in a dream, why are you afraid of me? Because you're big and scary looking? Okay. You have dominion over me. And a tiger in a dream knew that. She pushed out a baby cup. And I watched that. I didn't want to watch that. I was trying to run. And she grabbed her paws and like held me like, no, you're not going anywhere. And I got scared. Okay. <laughs> and God's sitting right there watching it because that's how many of us act right now. You know, great whites are a very friendly, you know, shark, even bull sharks. We as men, as men, giving them deadly names, the devil of the sea and all those things. They just don't know us. They bite out of curiosity. Just another prey. They don't know about P-R-A-Y. They know about P-R-E-Y. And God is having all that to come back. Because we have dominion over every living thing. God is setting the record straight once and for all. So let's continue to seek God with our whole heart. 
and lean not to our own understanding. Thank you, Father.